What's up, everybody? This is another episode of the Toy Photographers Podcast. Have an excellent podcast for you guys today. We have the one, the only Mr. Figure Fan Nate on the other line today. How are you doing, Nate? Hello, Dakota. I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for having me, man. Dude, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate your energy and your excitement on everything toy photography. So it's going to be a fun episode, man. So excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. So let's start things off, man. When did you start doing toy photography? Uh, great question. Um, I, I really started my account, my Instagram account, with like sharing my collection. So I started uh, a lot of what I was doing earlier on was like vintage figures. Mm -hmm. So like the Kenner Batman, the Toy Biz Batman stuff, um, the Turtles, the Playmates Turtles, uh, and also doing a lot of like comic collecting. So mm -hmm. when I first um, started getting on Instagram, it was really just sharing that and really just like stale photos. So it'd just be me throwing a comic on a table or me throwing a action figure on a table and kind of taking a shot of it. Um, it was really just a way for me to try to find people that either did toy collecting or something related to toys um, because I didn't know a lot of people that I was friends with that were doing it. Um, it was, it, you've talked about this on a previous episode, but it was one of those like hobbies that I didn't really broadcast a lot. Mm -hmm. um, it was like my dirty little secret for a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was through that, that I started finding people that were doing toy photography. And I thought that was such a cool idea and something that I just didn't expect. Um, but it was a way for people to, I don't know, I, I view it as a way for me to play with my toys in a creative way. Mm. Um, and so I started finding people like JC Malone. Um, he was one of the first accounts I really discovered doing some crazy toy photography and in the DC style. Like I'm much more of a DC fan. Uh, I do like Marvel and other stuff too, but that's kind of primarily what I collect. Yeah. Uh, but it was through him and Batman Figs, uh, Tyler. I've, I've known Tyler probably since I created my account. He's always been a great friend. Um, and I always thought it was cool that he was going through the, the BTAS show because that was a big part of my childhood. So I can really relate to the shots that he does. Obviously, uh, Sergeant Bananas, he was a big inspiration for me. Um, and D Amazing. Those are the guys I started really watching and like studying. And uh, it was really intimidating at first for me to get into toy photography. Like, I don't even know where to start. You know, because I didn't really have a photography background. I, I do like to travel, so I'll try to shoot when I'm on vacation and stuff. It was really learning that process and then really falling in love with the process of photography and blending that with my love of toys mm. that kind of evolved to where it is now. Nice, dude. So what, what's the time frame? How many years ago was that for you when you started? Um, I think my first post on Instagram was back in 2015. Okay. Um, but I didn't really start getting into toy photography and probably until like a year and a half later um, is really when I started trying out shots and posting. Okay. And I noticed that you do a lot of like unboxing or you'll post like a photo of um, a pre-order status and you do a lot of engagement with the community that way. Is that something you enjoy doing as well? Definitely. Um, the, the Mezco, I do a lot of pre-order alerts mainly for Mezco stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was really just out of, I heard a lot of people say like, oh, I didn't know that was going to go up. Um, you know, I missed out on it. So I would use it as a way to try to get the word out like, hey, this breeder is up there. Don't miss out on it. And then it's also just kind of sharing my addiction for the line. Uh, you know, I love Mezco figures. That's one thing. Um, you know, I love your 112 collective page because it's just showing off those amazing figures. So it's my way of kind of 
helping the community, you know, per se, and getting the word out. And then the unboxings, um, I just started doing that to kind of show off like, hey, I got this cool new figure, this is what I think about it. Um, but I got such a reaction. Um, some of those posts are some of my most liked posts that I have on my page, surprisingly enough. People, I don't know, tend to really react well to that stuff. Um, and so I've just continued doing it because I enjoy it myself. Let's talk about that for a second because I don't think we've ever mentioned that. So when I noticed too, whenever I've done like a post of like an in-hand figure or just like, you know, setting it on your table, like you just got it, like a brand new pre-order just came in. Um, how come those posts get the most engagement? Why I don't understand it. Like you could have the most elaborate setup and have the most beautiful <laughs> picture, but you would just post a, a figure on your shelf or like an unboxing and those ones get the most engagement. What is your, your theories on that? Yeah, it's so true. And uh, it's funny that you say that because I, I started thinking that myself, like I don't put as much effort into these photos, but sometimes they do better than my other stuff. Yeah. And I really think it's like the discovery aspect of these new figures because, um, you know, I'm fortunate to where I can kind of, you know, get the figs that I want when they're coming out. And luckily I've been able to secure the pre-orders and stuff, but I don't think not everybody's able to do that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so being able to kind of live vicariously through someone else and seeing what's in the package and what it comes with. And I also think it helps people maybe decide whether or not they want it because they get to see what, you know, what actually is fully included. What does it really look like? I think it's also, it's a weird phenomenon. Like whenever I'm scrolling maybe through the search feed and I, I find myself doing it too, is whenever I see a post that has like, you know, an unboxing or just like a new figure that we've been waiting for for months and you see it on someone's table and it, like you automatically open it up. Like what, what is that sensation? I don't know. I don't understand it. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, it's such a good feeling for me. Like when I have a figure that I've been really looking forward to and I, you know, get it direct from Mezco. So I'm getting a little early and it's really just me. I just want to share that with people, you know, like the excitement of it, you know, everybody loves the feeling of a new figure and that fresh figure smell, you know, before I even really take it out and start playing with it, I'll do this unboxing and, you know, take some shots of the, how it looks before I really break everything out, write down some thoughts of what I thought when I first opened it. Um, and it's just, I don't know, for me, it's enjoyable. I just, I like doing that and I get a good response from the community and people that I've never talked to before, uh, will, you know, just say a random comment or a random question so I can help people out and answer questions if they have any. That's awesome, man. I do appreciate your news updates that you do. And sometimes you'll get it up there before I even see it. And that helps me to, to remind me to post it on the 112 page because I'm like, oh, yeah, there's there's something going up and I'll miss an email or sometimes in the middle of the day. I just don't have my radar, my ears, you know, tuned into the Mezco stuff. So I appreciate you doing that, man. That really does help me out personally. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And that's part of the reason why I do it, too. I'm, I'm part of a discord of uh, collectors and Mezco is a big portion of that. So mm -hmm. they'll send out alerts in that. And a lot of the times I have them to thank for really notifying me that it's going up. But you start to see these familiar patterns. It's funny because I'm an analyst in my job, but I start analyzing things like, oh, when will they drop something or when can we maybe expect it? Mm. Um, so you kind of have these time frames where you think they might drop it here or here. So you prepare for it. Yeah, like with Mezco, it's so funny that they they do these little hints. And that's something that I always look forward to, to just guessing. And I almost get excited more about the hints about what <laughs> a figure could possibly be rather than what it actually is. But yeah, that's that's something I enjoy too. 
So what do you think your toy photography journey, like what do you, looking back and as you first started out, like you said, it was very like vanilla. You just didn't do a lot of, a lot of uh, diorama backgrounds or anything like that. How do you feel like you've progressed as you've, as you've gone along? I think it's one of those things I'm, I'm constantly learning. Um, I would never claim to be, you know, an expert. I've still definitely consider myself an amateur, uh, but I started doing shots on my phone um, really just using light that was coming into a room with just like a basic black background. So that's kind of how I first started learning, okay, what what does light really mean in the shot? How does it help with clarity? Um, and then sort of evolved from there. I started getting extreme sets uh, because I wanted something more than just a black background. And those are great because they're easy to set up. Um, they help provide depth to a shot. But then there's also learning about like, how do I position light correctly? so it doesn't oversaturate the photo with just white light and you know reflect off the background. So I think as I looked at other people's accounts and kind of studied their work and sort of what they were doing, I would DM certain people and say, hey, how do you do that? You know, what kind of lights do you use? Um, mm -hmm. And that's one thing I love about the community is everybody is so open to talking about it. If you just ask, um, you know, don't be intimidated by somebody that might have like 10,000 followers because more than likely that guy's really nice and is willing to share. So like I said, I started using a phone. Uh, it was a Note 8, which had a great camera on it or Note 6 maybe. I was always intimidated by a DSLR. We actually had one for traveling. I didn't really know what I was doing with it. So I started studying online, watching Google videos, like what does ISO mean? What does aperture mean? You know, how do I change the frame rate? And it was learning that stuff that really got me passionate about using a DSLR and what I can do to change a photo to make it come out the way that I want to. But I feel like there's still so much I need to learn. Um, and that's one thing I really love about it, though, is just the learning aspect. Mm. Me too, man. I'm I'm constantly learning. I, I consider myself just as much as an amateur as you consider yourself to be. But, you know, there's always people out there who look up to us and we consider ourselves to be maybe lesser than we think we are. But there's always mm -hmm. people that look up to you. So I'm sure there's people out there that are like, can't wait for your episode, can't wait to for your newest post. So there's always people that you're inspiring. So I just wanted to make sure that you understand that you're you're definitely someone that the community looks up to. Let's focus on your process. So are you interested when you're doing your Instagram, are you really thinking about like your next post? Are you thinking about like what am I going to do? A toy photography shot or am I going to do a news shot? How do you kind of since you are an analyst, how do you kind of approach your Instagram account? Um, I'm always thinking about the next toy photography shot. I think those are the hardest for me to create uh, and try to, you know, I try not to get stagnant. I know you've had guests that say this before, like try not to do the same things over and over again. And sometimes I feel like I do go back to those same old tropes of, let me do a portrait shot of this new figure. But that's one thing I'm constantly trying to work on is being more dynamic in my photos, maybe working on action a little bit more. So, you know, what I'm thinking about like my work those are the the ideas that I need to create to get those shots out. So like, what can I have Batman do today? Or let me look at my Detolf and what figure have I not touched in a while? How can I incorporate them into a photo? So I think really for me, it's getting the idea first and then building the scene around that with figures. That's kind of how I approach it. I think the unboxings, the new stuff just comes easily, you know, easier for me uh, mm -hmm. because there's not a lot of thinking involved there. It's more of like, take the shot, post some stuff about it or, download some photos from Mezco, uh, do a little blurb about a figure and post. 
the passion is really about the process of the photography and the toy photos. That's awesome. I love your account, man. I really do. And I, I feel like it, it's a good blend of toy photography and news and unboxing. So I feel like you've gotten a good, a good amount of all of those incorporations to your account. So how long does it take for you when you're doing a toy photography shot from its inception? Say you got the idea ready and then you set it up and then you take the shot. Do you do any editing like before you post? Like how does that, how does that work for you? Um, yeah, so that can vary uh, quite a bit. Um, sometimes I spend hours on a photo trying to get the setup correctly, the lighting right. Other times, you know, you set something up and it works out faster than you might have expected. I really start out with the character first. So like what kind of scene do I want to create with this character? And then I've really been focusing a lot on the lighting. So how can I get the lighting um, the way that I want it and bring some color into my photo? Um, I got these great, really cheap, multicolor LED light bulbs from Amazon. Mm -hmm. And ever since I started using those, it's really just kind of changed the way that I approach the photos. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's just evolving that over time. I think that, that, that sometimes can be the hardest part for me is getting the lighting right. Yeah. Um, because you want it to come out a certain way. And lighting really controls a lot of clarity. So if I don't have the lighting right, my photo is probably going to look a little grainy or it won't be as detailed as I want it to be. Um, and then, you know, messing with different lenses. So like um, for a while, I was just using 50 millimeter lens, um, which is more of like a close up zoom. You know, you have to get a little bit closer. Mm -hmm. And lately I've been experiencing with a 100 millimeter lens, which requires you to be quite a bit further back. But it helps a lot with the uh, depth of field. So things are a little bit clearer, more things in a bigger image become more clear from what mm -hmm. I've seen. It's not just focus on that one subject. So it's just, you know, experimenting with all that and seeing what works and what doesn't. And then as far as editing, um, I don't do a ton of editing. Um, I use Adobe Lightroom quite a bit. Um, so I'll do that really to change maybe the exposure or bring out the blacks a little bit more or help with more saturation. Um, but I don't do a crazy amount of editing. I don't use Photoshop very much. Uh, if anything, I'll use Adobe Photoshop Fix to get out a stand. So if I'm using a stand, you can use the healing tool to kind of like erase that out. Gotcha. That's really the, the depth of my, my Photoshop background. That's fascinating because I'm always intrigued by your color that you always incorporate into your shots. Like you have such a dynamic sense of color that I feel like a lot of people don't really focus on, and I'm always appreciative when I scroll through your feed and see just the amazing amount of color that you can get in each shot. So I, I was I was curious at how you how you approach that. Well, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, it's really been something ever since I discovered those light bulbs. Like, how can I incorporate this more, and how can I use it to help create depth? Because that's one thing I've noticed. Um, you know, I have to position lights around the entire image and not just from the front. I think mm -hmm. when people are first starting out, they think, oh, just put light in the front and brighten the whole thing up. Mm -hmm. But you start noticing that it bounces off the background. You know, it's not lighting things properly. So you have to get really creative in how you position those lights. And using that color helps me create depth sometimes. So it's actually a lot of fun to kind of mess with. So what is your current setup right now? I know you said you got a DSLR. What, what exactly are your specs and the, the, the specific, if people want to know, like they want to go out and get the camera that you got, like what exactly are you using? Yeah, right now I'm using a Nikon D3200. So it's still pretty, um, it's not like a very advanced 
camera. I really want to get a mirrorless camera. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a big investment. So I'm, I'm making sure I pick the right one. Um, so yeah, Nikon D3200. And like I said, I've been using a hundred millimeter lens lately. Nice. That's awesome. So people want to go out there. Where could they possibly get it? Is that, is that a newer camera that you're using or is that older? Uh, actually, I've had this camera for probably about six years. Um, okay. You can find these for probably around three fifty, four hundred dollars They're really not that expensive. Um, and it's a great little camera. I've had it for a long time. Um, I continue to learn more about how to use it. And you know, I'm happy with the photos that I get. If anything, I just wish it had a digital viewfinder like the mirrorless do. Um, mm. Not being able to see how a photo is going to come out until after I shoot it can be frustrating. Um, and the great thing about those... Uh, I think uh, maybe Swiftpix said this in his interview, was being able to kind of see how an isometric change can, you know, how does that translate to the photo? Or if I mess with the aperture, how does that translate to the photo? You can see that instantly on those cameras. Yeah, that's something I want to invest in myself too. I love those digital viewfinders. I don't personally have one right now, but that is something mm -hmm. that is a game changer for any photographer, for sure. Definitely. And yet the fact that I can't, you know, move the viewfinder up or down, it's just stationary in the back of it. Just little tiny gripes that I wish, uh, you know, I had a more modern camera because they have those features that are just more user friendly. Yeah, for sure. I know you're a big fan of the Mezco stuff, so I'm already going to assume that's your favorite <laughs> line of figures to shoot. So inside of that line, what is your favorite Mezco figure? Oh man, that's a tough question. Um, I would say probably my most used uh, figure and the one that I really can't stop coming back to is the MDX Joker. Okay. Um, that one uh, just has so many different head sculpts. Uh, I love the outfit. It reminds me of Jack Nicholson Joker um, and tons of great accessories. And I just, you know, I have this thing where I shoot uh, Joker every Sunday uh, I really adopted that from JC Malone. So shout out to him. He was doing that. And I kind of just jumped on the bandwagon. I was like, hey, I want to shoot Jokers on Sunday too. Um, so now it's like a, a kind of a habit I can't stop doing. And I've used that NDX Joker so many times. That's awesome. I love having themes, especially for certain figures, because that kind of keeps you motivated to continue to shoot. I know the Bat Collector, he always does those themed weekends with over... Uh, the bat fan so maybe you guys can connect and collaborate on on a on a joker theme or something like that that'd be cool that'd be amazing yeah the bat collector and the bat fan uh, i'm big friends with both of those guys scott and lewis um big fans of their accounts i love what they do and i think i mean it's just inspiring to me to have uh to be able to do that every weekend and have those new ideas and they're always breaking out new figures i mean they're constantly switching it up and if you know from because you've done toy photography, being able to switch up and be continually be creative like that, it's really challenging. It is, it, especially as an artist that, and you want to create new ideas and new concepts. I'm always amazed at the stuff they produce. And it almost I feel like they're on like a like a new uh, like another level, you know, like they, they're like breathing like rarefied air or something. I don't know. It's crazy. Seriously. And I think they do like maybe five posts each every yeah. weekend and it's always a different theme i mean i just it hats off to those guys that's a lot of work but they do an amazing job at it. it it's amazing i kudos to those guys for sure do you prefer to shoot inside or out outside for toy photography 
I definitely feel like I lean more to indoor photography just for the control that it provides. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about the sun going down or it being too hot. I live in Arizona. Shooting in the summer is just not going to happen. It's way too hot outside. Yeah. <laughs> so if I do get to shoot outside, it's during the winter. Uh, but I don't really have a diverse landscape around me. It's a lot of just desert and desert type plants. Um, so if I go to like a woods area, uh, like I, you know, like I said, I travel with my fiance. So if, if I go somewhere with her, I'll bring like a figure along so I can do some outside photography. I try to do it when I can, but that's another thing that's, it's, it's hard to master that for sure. Yeah, I can sympathize for sure. I, I don't have like a diverse background here. I just mostly got kind of like a wooded landscape. So when, when you're limited, you definitely want to shoot indoors and be able to create those those diorama sets. That's awesome, man. Are you one of those people that like when you post something, do you have any like big regrets? Like, do you go back and archive shots? I know I've mentioned this a couple of times in the last, uh, last couple episodes, but are you someone that like, are you super critical or how do you approach your toy photography? Um, I, I feel like I am pretty critical of myself. And before I really discovered what archiving was, I actually went back and deleted maybe one or two earlier posts. Um, yeah wishing that I would have archived them now because you never want to delete something. I think, you know, if you've created it and you thought to post it at the time, even if you want to archive it later, there's a chance that you might want to just show it off to see your progression. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely been shots where I've spent, you know, two hours doing them, look at it. You know, when I get back to my computer, I'm just like, you know, I don't like how that came out. I'm not going to post it. I think we're all our own worst critics where I could post a photo and actually it would do well, but, me personally, I just couldn't, I wouldn't be okay with it because I knew it wasn't my best work. Yeah, for sure. So I know you've been a community member, like of the toy photography community for a while. Is there any moments that you look back on your journey and just kind of like have a pinch me moment where like, did that really <laughs> happen? Did someone repost one of your shots that you look up to or someone maybe liked your, your shot? Is there anything that you look back and say, wow, is that, did that really happen? <laughs> for sure. Uh, I've had a, a couple of moments of that, uh, thankfully. Um, one of them, the first time I got featured by a uh, NECA official was with a, a TMNT shot. And I was just blown away. I was like, wow, a company of this size, uh, you know, saw my photo and deemed it worthy enough to repost. Um, so that's one of those pinch me moments where, you know, I could go tell my fiance, like, hey, guess what? NECA <laughs> official toys repost my stuff, you know, reinforcing the fact that I'm doing this. Um, and then, uh, one event really that sticks out in my mind during SDCC, uh, and I hope to see you there someday or even NYCC, uh, but San Diego Comic-Con specifically, uh, there's always a to toy photo, uh, meetup. Thankfully for work more or less. And some of those other guys, uh, Jason really organizes a lot of that. Okay. Um, and so, uh, two years ago I got invited to go with those guys and we, we went out to dinner and it was like, just, it was amazing to be able to see all these people in person. Like, I just can't believe I'm talking to all these people. You know, Nose Rain was there. Plastic Action was there. Um, Sergeant Banos was walking around at STCC one time and I got to run into him. I mean, Jason from Work More or Less. Um, Sweat Picks, so Spencer was there. It was just such an amazing moment. I have a lot to, um, Tom was there. So being able to talk to those guys, being able to talk shop. And just seeing how these people really are outside of the Instagram was an amazing moment and something that I always uh, will remember in this hobby. 
That's incredible. That's something I definitely want to do myself too. I love those those uh, those photos you guys did of the the meetup and being able to kind of follow that on Instagram too. I was hyper jealous, and <laughs> it, it's something that I have not done yet. And I kind of live in this like little isolated world over here in Kentucky. I don't know anybody that does it. And so that's something I would love to do myself too. That's incredible. Yeah, it's a real treat. And like I said, I hope to see you there. I mean, you, you had that idea. Um, I'm, excuse me. I don't know exactly who you're talking to when you said it, but the idea of having the uh, toy photo areas all across the U S or across the world or wherever it is, I thought that was such an amazing idea and such a cool way to get people to come together and really start promoting the hobby. I, I'll be totally on board when you do that because that's that's amazing. Thanks, man. Yeah, I want to do that as soon as possible. I'm like dreaming, like seriously hoping I can get it all together. Hopefully I can open up the first one in a, in a small format uh, next year. I'm hoping I'm talking to somebody currently that's really interested in helping out. So maybe we'll see it next year. You never know. That's awesome. Such a cool idea. And having all this dial set up, I would, I would just die. I would spend my whole day there. <laughs> Me too, man. I, I definitely can just picture myself just like, you know, sleeping there, eating there, never leaving. And my wife would have to call me and be like, are you coming home? And like, <laughs> I would are we be there married or something. Yeah. Or? <laughs> Exactly. I would re I really need to like limit my my uh, time there because it would be it would consume my life for sure. That would be awesome. Yeah. Just be able to talk shop with people. Like you said, even in Arizona, there's not a ton of people that I know locally that are into anything that I do. So um, that SDCC event and I think it's something they're going to try to do every year. So if you ever make it out there, definitely let them know. And uh, I'm sure they'd be happy to have you because it's, it's just such a it's a real treat. It was, it's a really cool moment. Yeah, I, I want to, I wanted to come last year. It just didn't really pan out, but definitely I want to make it out to SDCC. I want to be a regular at all of the cons eventually that wants to, I want to make that like a priority just to be able to interact with everybody. And uh, like you said, just be able to uh, meet everyone and get to know people outside of the internet world. And to me, it's, I enjoy physical communication and talking to people much more than I enjoy like actually interacting online. So that definitely would be right up my alley for sure. Do you see yourself like, let's just, let's take a second and just like look into the future. Like where do you see yourself in 10 years? Like, you know, I, I know you're probably going to be still doing this, uh, this hobby, but where do you kind of see this thing growing? Like, do you see it as, as you keeping it a hobby or do you want to like do this professionally? Like, what do you want to do with toy photography? Um, definitely as a hobby, I'll still be doing it. It's, I have a real, passion for it now. Uh, it's grown into something more than I ever expected it would be, uh, at least for me personally. Um, and I think we're in like a prime time of toy photography right now, at least from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, companies seem to be much more interested in what we're doing. Companies are contacting a lot of people in the community to help them promote their products. Um, you know, like Hasbro's watching, NECA officials watching, Mezco's getting more involved in the community. Uh, and that, to me, tells me that the industry is kind of moving that way. Um, even over time since I've been in photography or in toy photography, excuse me, I've been much more open about me doing it. I've showed a lot of my friends. I've showed my family. Um, it's becoming more and more widely accepted. And that, to me, just tells that it's going to be around for a long time and it's probably going to get bigger. So 
uh, I'm fully invested. I'm fully on board. It's something I'm going to continue to do. I would love to work for a company at some point, have one of those big companies reach out and, uh, you know, work with me. I would love that. Um, and it's kind of what I work towards, like keep improving the craft, keep showing that I'm diverse, you know, in the figures that I shoot, um, you know, and keep involved in the community. And I think, you know, good things just come out of that. The hard work pays off sometimes. It definitely does. And it never hurts to ask too. And I always, you know, when people say like, how did you get involved or how did that happen? Just be like, just <laughs> ask, man, just, you know, shoot a, shoot a DM be like, Hey, you guys looking for some, some help, you know, cause sometimes those people don't, aren't even like the, especially the companies, they don't even realize they need your help sometimes, but, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That'd be absolutely. awesome. Man. Yeah. I saw, uh, Blainer, um, um he, he got sent like a mattel wave and i think it was the last the wave they did the killer croc one i got so jealous i was like dude how did you get that sent to you like please tell me your secrets and uh it was something where you know they had just reached out to him so i think like you said sometimes it works if you just ask like hey like uh jesse did you know with uh extreme extreme sets you know can i have a code um, like you said, I, I've sent out DMs, sometimes not response, sometimes like, hey, not right now, but we'll reach out to you later. Yeah. But, it, you know, you don't get what you don't ask for. So exactly. Just, you know, take the chance and ask and somebody might actually say yes. You know, in this community, we kind of look at each other as celebrities and then but mm -hmm. as we look at ourselves, we don't really see ourselves <laughs> in that light. So it's always interesting uh, whenever I'm communicating with people online and uh, the people I consider to you know, to be like all-star superstar level, like they're just really down to earth people. And it's, it's such a small world now that the internet is a part of our lives mm -hmm. and we can connect with each other. Is there a shot maybe that you want to do that you haven't done yet? Maybe your skills aren't at the level that you want them to be at, that you've been thinking about. Like, is there like a grail toy photography shot that you want to do one day? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think, it, it always goes back to Batman. <laughs> um, one thing I have not been able to do is like a Batman gliding shot. So like oh, I'm gliding yeah. through this, the city. Um, I just don't have the setup for it now. I use the NECA street dial, but I think I need maybe a little bit more depth to create that. And I also don't really know where to start with it. Mm. Um, so I've been kind of studying what other people do when they, I love when people uh, post their BTS stuff like behind the scenes, because it lets me see how did they actually create that? And um, there's been a few people that have posted some flying shots. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about like how you get, you know, because my thing is, is like, how do you get the, uh, the stand in there to hold them, but not mess up the cape and also get the image that you want? Um, yeah. So that's really a grail shot for me is get me like a, a Batman flying pose over Gotham or something. That'd be sick. I know Morpheus Visions. He does a lot of those flying shots. Maybe you could hit him up and see how he does it. I yeah. do appreciate the bts whenever anybody does a bts because i learned so much from those two so shout out to everybody that does the bts on the batman shots because thank you man it, it helps it helps me tremendously and i know it helps everybody else too absolutely so we're, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with the toy photographers podcast with figure fan nate stay right there
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Toy Photographers Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor the Toy Photographers Podcast, please send a message to at Toy Photocast on Instagram or at 1.12.collective to get started. Thank you so much and have a great episode. Peace. Welcome back, everybody, to the Toy Photographer's Podcast with Mr. Figure Fan Nate. It's been an excellent episode, sir. I appreciate you coming on. So we got some more questions here for you. First one is, what do you think the figure community slash toy photography community needs to focus on, and how can we improve ourselves as humans? Uh, That's a great question, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to – I think everybody's going to have a different answer to this, but I think one thing, and we were kind of, you know, briefly talking about it, is is – positivity is promoting positivity and Mm -hmm. just knowing that everybody is in a different spot as far as their, uh, you know, creative abilities and their experience and being able to help promote others. I think we're already in like a good, a good spot that way, but sometimes you see it rear up where somebody's being super negative or just trying to start a fight with someone or saying something inappropriate, you know, and it's just like, why is that, why is that necessary? So Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, the positivity side and focusing on that, I think really will just help everyone and make us all successful. If we could just share a little bit more, we've already done a great job with some of the people that you've had on. They're all like great examples of what it means to be a good member of this community and, you know, not having people trying to tear that down or getting mad because somebody has a different viewpoint and action figure. It's just, it's silly things to focus on. Why don't we just all remember that we're all action figure collectors and we all love doing this hobby. That's amazing. I wholeheartedly agree. And that's something I haven't really mentioned either before as I'm so grateful that you're right. Every person that's been on this podcast has been a bright shining beacon of positivity and someone that focuses on the good rather than the bad. And that is another thing that I want this community to really realize is like, you know, we use this this hobby as a way to express ourselves, as a way to kind of get out creative energy, but also as a way to communicate and to uh, be a part of a larger a larger thing than ourselves. And so, when we do this in a in a way that's positive, it's going to not only benefit others, but it will benefit yourself. It, it'll put yourself mm-hmm. in a better mood. It'll help your week. It'll help your day. It'll help yourself. You know, focus on the things that are going to benefit you in the long term instead of the short term definitely so do you have any sort of methods that you do to kind of stay positive how can you kind of recommend to the people listening to to keep yourself in that kind of mental attitude yeah i think a lot of it in when it comes down to like toy photography to make sure that i always stay positive in a good mindset when i'm doing it if i get frustrated or if a shot's not really working out don't try to force the issue just walk away maybe go play a game, maybe go watch some TV, come back and try it again. You know, I, I think if you're not having fun doing it, then you're not going to get good results. So um, that's one thing I always try to really focus on is is keeping myself in a positive place. And if I'm not realizing that and being able to walk away from it for a second. Um, and, you know, and, and it's also talking to friends of the community. You know, if I'm down on a shot or if i'm not really feeling it i'll send you know a shot to a friend and just say hey what do you think about this be honest with me um you know don't sugarcoat it tell me what you don't like being able to do that with people like really helps me refocus and like okay he's got some great ideas some things i didn't even think about 
you know, looking at, let me go back to the shot, approach it from this new perspective and see how I can make it work. Um, one person, you know, D Amazing is somebody that I've always been inspired by, not only his photography, but his attitude. And I try to represent a lot, a lot in the way that I approach people. And, um, you know, it's just when he does an action figure review, he may not like certain aspects, but he's not just, you know, super negative on the figure. He's like, this is, these are some good things about the figure. Yeah, it's got some downfalls, but I'm enjoying it myself. And he's always like really conscious about, this is my perspective. You might not feel the same way which is totally fine. And just focusing on that, you know, not everybody's gonna have the same ideas, not everybody's gonna agree, but it's, it's okay. You know, we're all in it together. Exactly, I love that. That's something I try to emulate myself to, and shout out to Dee for being such a positive beacon in this community, for sure. Let's talk about some more uh, trivial things just for fun. Do you have any favorite like foods that you really enjoy that uh, maybe maybe you want to talk about? Like I know for me, like I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of cheeseburgers. Is <laughs> <laughs> any you have any favorite foods, man? Oh yeah, I'm a huge foodie. Uh, me and my fiance love trying out new food. I, it's a staple for me. Is always going back to pizza, but there's so yeah. many different types of pizza. Um, you know, there's, there's all these new, uh, restaurants that create like these creative new types of pizza. Like there's this one, I go to a place called federal pizza close by and they make a pizza that has fig, prosciutto, arugula, like a balsamic oh, and, man. um, some like lemon seasoning. And it sounds yeah. weird when you say all that together, but it is amazing. It also has ricotta on it. Ooh. Um, <laughs> So it's really good. Um, I love I love all kinds of food though, but I would say the diversity in pizza is really what brings me back to it. All right, well, I gotta ask this, man: Are you a deep dish guy or are you a thin crust guy? Um, I like to have a little of extra crust. I gotta say, so I would pick more of a maybe not deep. I, I do like deep dish, but I really just prefer like regular crust pizza. Um, yeah, I don't dislike thin crust, but I like to have some bread there. Yeah, me too. I don't like discriminate pizza in any form, but I would prefer to have a little bit of a heartiness to the dough myself too. That's that's my favorite. What about beer? You have a favorite beer? Uh, I love IPAs. Nice. I would say my favorite IPA is probably, there's a Firestone Walker 457, I think it's called. I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's like a new IPA that they've been doing. I really love that. I think it's 805, sorry. Firestone Walker 805. Stone Walker 805. Nice. I'm about to try that. That sounds good. Yeah, it's, you it's really good. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Do you have, now that we're kind of getting at the end of the episode, do you have any tips for people just starting out on toy photography? May you look back on Mr. Figure Fan Nate a couple years ago, back in 2015 when you first started. What would you tell him to focus on? And maybe since you've been around the block, what, what would you say to focus on when you're just starting out? I would say focus on the basics. Don't try to be, you know, a Sergeant Bananas from day one because it's not going to happen. You're going to have to, you know, realize what things you like, what things you're interested in and shoot that because I think the ideas will come naturally. I think one thing, you know, when I'm buying figures or when I'm getting a new figure for my collection is like, make sure I have an interest in the character so that when I think about doing photos, I have ideas I can pull from because if you know, I, I try not to buy figures that I don't know anything about because then I know when it comes to shooting them, I don't really have any ideas for it. I'm going to have to look them up. I'm going to have to do my research. And it shouldn't be about that. It should be about, like, I have a passion for Batman. I want to show him kicking somebody's ass. 
Um, yeah. So let me do that in the best way possible. Don't try to make a crazy action shot from day one. Like just focus on the basics and focus on the things that you don't know very well. Ask questions. Do your research on like what does isometric mean? What is aperture? Because those little tiny tidbits, you know, over time you can really build and build on that and start like thinking of your shots in a different way and really stepping up to the next level. I'm always trying to improve myself. Um, and I hope that I continue to evolve because that's the fun. Awesome. Great tips, man. Let's talk about your podcast that you do right now. Let's tell everybody what you're doing over there. Yeah. So I'm part of uh, the STS guys podcast. It's a me and a group of uh, uh, three of my friends. So Scott, Larry, and uh, Jeremy, the four of us really get together. We talk about movies, we talk about comics, we go to conventions all the time. I do unboxings on there. And really it's just it's just a, a passion of love. We have a lot of fun with it. Uh, we don't really have any formal format, but you know, we like to kind of shoot the shit. That's what STS stands for, is shoot the shit. Gotcha. So that's basically what we do. So yeah, we, we record mainly on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, we do live streams every Saturday. So yeah, join us if you guys can. We'd love to have you. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Now is the time of the episode when I just want to leave the mic open for you. If you want to give a shout out to the people that follow you and just say whatever is on your mind, Mr. Figure Fan Nate. Well, thank you, sir. Um, it's been a real pleasure being on. Uh, big thanks to you for the 112 Collective page and for this. Uh, you help shine a light on the community and you do it in such a, a great way. And I, I love both of these accounts. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Um, and then thanks to all my followers too. Um, I've got so many people that are constantly reaching out and positive on my page and giving me support. And it's, it's these people that make me want to come back and keep doing it because I love engaging with the community. I not only love the photography, but the community is a real passion for me. Um, and just thanks to everyone for all the support all the time. I, I truly appreciate it. Awesome, man. And thank you for, for being such an avid supportive person of 112 and the podcast and, and reposting in your stories and just being someone that's kind of helped spreading the word. So I appreciate you, man, for everything that you do as well. If people don't know where to connect with you on social media, where can they be connected and, and follow you? Yeah, I'm really uh, just primarily on Instagram. So at figurefan underscore Nate. Gotcha. And you can find me at Dagaba underscore days. You can find the Mezco 112 Collective feature page at 1.12.collective. You can find the Toy Photographers podcast at Toy Photo Cast. Remember, everybody, we are storytellers. So get out there, tell your story, listen to Nate's podcast, go over there, check it out, and have an excellent day. Peace.